0: Okay, everybody. Welcome once again to Dear Anger. This is the Dear Anger podcast. My name is Ed Krasnick. Co-host Rini Jane is coming up shortly. And this is a show... Well, first of all, I have to tell you... And this, unfortunate, You know, it's, it's, it's like I'm a little sad because it's our last episode in this series... Dear Anger is a limited series. It is a series where we wanted to focus on the topic of anger and everything that comes under. It turns out everything is connected to anger. Uh, how we deal with our thoughts and feelings and anger sits on top of all these other emotions and thoughts. And it's not something that's discussed or talked about. So that's why we did the series. There's going to be more. They'll be on different topics. But if you've been listening, you know that... We wanted to explore uh, anger and uh, anger has its own insecurities and it has its own issues. And underneath anger, all of these emotions, the things that we don't want that gets locked up because we have a bad view, a difficult view of what anger is. We don't really understand what it is or where it comes from or how to deal with it. And so it's a really good subject. So you can enjoy all these episodes that we did on Dear Anger, and there's more to come with different topics. And today's topic is a great one. It's compassion, self-compassion, compassion for others. Compassion is another one that's completely misunderstood and that we don't understand like really what it is or how to give it to ourselves. We don't practice compassion and there are opportunities for it every day. Uh, and now I'd like to bring in uh, the queen of the limbic system the queen of uh, serotonin uh, the first uh, the first lady of jazz uh, and and someone who is the founder of GoZen, gozen.com where you can find an entire world a library of resilience skills a library of summits of conversations with experts, of tools that you can use, that your kids can use, gozen.com, including this podcast, the Dear Anger podcast. Renee Jane, if you're still there, welcome.
1: I am still here. I am still here. And I'm a little sad, too, that we're going to be wrapping up this limited series. But as you guys know... Ed and I did a Dear Anxiety podcast together that's still out there in the universe, and we will be doing more together soon. So don't be angry that this is coming to a wrap soon. And before we do end this series, I think it is so important that we talk about compassion. Because I feel like compassion and self-care are things that people roll their eyes at. They are things that people put on the bottom of the to-do list. And I have to tell you something, Ed, in working with families and schools and therapists who are trying to help kids struggling with anger, a lot of this is like a boomerang effect going on. And it comes right back to us as parents and those helpful grown-ups in our kids' lives. A lot of the stuff that's spilling out of us, a lot of the things that trigger us, honestly, are little pain points inside of us already they are things that we maybe are hard on ourselves about, right? So if we're getting mad about the homework, is this something that we were hard on ourselves or someone else was hard on us about when we were growing up? So there are definitely things going on within us that trigger that anger, and there's so much shame. So if you take anything from this series, I hope It's to de-shame what you have been going through and experiencing. You are not a bad person. You are not a flawed parent. You are not failing. You're human.
0: So I hear. Um, It's de-shaming is when, you know, when I was living in a cold climate, we used to have to de-ice our cars, like in order to, there was a de-icer, and it was called de-icer on the can. And what we need is de-shaming, in a, in a spray form. Um, it's a spray that you spray on. I wish it were like that, but it is something that you can do. And I think when it comes to compassion, uh, people think it's like extra, like compassion is a nice thing after everything's over. (laughs) It's, it's like a a luxury, it's a luxury item. It's really a necessity. (laughs)
1: It's decadent. Like, you don't need compassion. Yeah, that's nice. That's like the one percenters, you know, compassion.
0: Yes. You don't need it. It's not a thing like it's not important on a day to day level. It's important on a moment to moment level because this is something that you give to yourself, but it's really something that you give to others. And it's a it's a quality of life issue. Uh, Compassion is something that and also it doesn't sound active. And I have a friend who who has the Compassion Prison Project. This amazing project where she goes into prisons and she teaches resilience skills. Amazing, Fritzie Horstman, Compassion Prison Project. And one of the things that she uses is the phrase Compassion in Action. So I'm I really inter- I'm interested in how this because we're going to talk about things that you can actually do. How do you give yourself compassion? How do you give others compassion, especially if you're a parent or You're the uh, child of a a parent. How do you do it?
1: You know what? Honestly, it can take a moment. Let's all put our hand, one hand on your heart, whatever hand feels more comfortable, and take a deep breath. And just say to yourself, I'm doing the best I can. I'm a good person doing the best I can, and my kids are doing the best they can. And that is literally a step into compassion. That is compassion in action. You'll be able to feel that in your heart. You know, for lack of having a de-shamer in aerosol format right now, that's Mm. how we do it because people are wrapped up in shame, right? This intense, painful feeling of believing that we're just not worthy, that we're deeply flawed. And this is totally different than guilt. You know, guilt can pivot us in the right direction, where we start to see something maybe we did wrong, maybe we didn't treat our kids the way we wanted to, And so we feel guilty. And that is an indication that we want to act differently next time. But what I'm seeing, and I know, Ed, you've heard this too, is that people are feeling flawed as a person, their character. And that's what we need to release. You as a parent, I can tell you, or an educator who is coming to listen to this podcast, there have been thousands of us here together. We're not alone in this. What you're doing and experiencing at home you are not alone in your experience, and there's nothing wrong with you. So, please, if you soak anything in from any of these episodes, please soak that in.
0: I mean, as a kid, I grew up. This was just the way I interpreted things from what I saw. That I was a, I wasn't a good person because um, I had these feelings and I had these these thoughts, and I wasn't able to understand them or 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 figure out how to. Talk to them. Some of the techniques that we talk about talking to your feelings, asking questions of your feelings and thoughts, and giving yourself the kind of compassion where I'm doing the best I can in this moment. And I'm going to just, you know, put my hand on my heart, whether it's physical or internal or, you know, something that you, you hold your own hand or how you, whatever you do, to sort of take a second and just close your eyes or just relate to yourself in some way and just say, I'm okay. I'm enough in this moment right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's not, not so terrible. It's okay. You know, I'll make a new choice. I'll do a different thing. I wish I had done it differently. Okay. Moment has passed. I'm enough. It's okay.
1: I love that. Let yourself know that you are capable of doing this. And if you do feel defeated for any reason, those feelings pass. You know, you are able to do this. You are completely empowered. You're amazing. And we're all a work in progress, every single one of us. So give yourself some compassion, cut yourself some slack. And again, if you feel like you're being soft on yourself, you're not. Every piece of scientific evidence that we've looked at when it comes to self-compassion shows that it helps us reach our goals far better than self-criticism. So kicking yourself if you've done something that you're not proud of, you know, you're not showing up the way you want to in your family, kicking yourself when you're down, it doesn't help make change. So if you're going for some kind of change, compassion is the route to
0: go. And compa- you know, compassion in action can be something like noticing that you're actually beating yourself up, noticing what you're saying to yourself that is critical, that's not helpful, uh, noticing something that you're saying to yourself that is painful, and just taking a breath and saying, oh, I, there's that thing again. And the compassion is, yeah, I, I did that. And now I'm taking a moment to say, hey, I noticed that. And uh, okay, we can, we can do something different. Now, now, how do you, you know, I think often with like compassion, especially with parents and kids um, or in relationships, how do you give compassion in a way that somebody can actually receive it? Because sometimes I feel like it's, it's words that you're trying to say to someone else or you're trying to reassure someone else but they don't receive it?
1: I think that it starts with us again in our mindset. So a lot of this and this particular series, a lot of it was a parent-child relationship, you know, where our kids are struggling. And so when our mindset is, my kid is struggling, my kid is having a hard time, they're not giving me a hard time. When you continue to repeat that to yourself and you really embrace that mindset, then the compassion will just flow out of you because you'll remember two things. One is your kid is having a hard time. They're not giving you a hard time. They are having a hard time. And two, a lot of these things that somehow we convince ourselves that our kids, quote unquote, should be able to do, they should be able to self-regulate. They should be able to put themselves to bed. They should be able to do their homework. They should be motivated. They should do their chores. All of those things are skills. So how do we give compassion to others in the context of kids? We have that mindset. They're struggling. They're struggling, right? And they need skills. And I'm here to coach them through that. And the compassion will just come naturally.
0: So what you're telling yourself underneath is, you know, gets you into a frame, frame of mind where you can actually, you actually can connect with that person. And you're connecting with them because you're connecting with yourself. So compassion. And I know, and there's a, there's a science behind it, right? There actually, I remember that the Dalai Lama came to Stanford and he was teaching an entire course on the science of compassion. So I'm kind of interested in that too. How does it, how does it break down in our, in our brain and how we, how we assimilate it and, and what is the science of compassion if there is such a thing?
1: You know, they've. There are several different researchers who are really on the forefront of the cutting edge science of self-compassion. And they've done so many interesting things where they've put people in fMRI machines where they scan your brain and they see what parts of the brain are growing and what parts of the brain really respond to compassion. And it's kind of amazing in these meditation studies where you're really focusing on compassion, the gray area in your brain grows. You can literally (laughs) change your brain by being compassionate with yourself. You know, so there's a tiny little drop of the brain science. Obviously, it goes much deeper. But Kristen Neff, who we've mentioned on this podcast series and also in Dear Anxiety, is one of the foremost researchers on compassion, on self-compassion particularly. And she says it's made up of three things, right? So self-kindness, speaking to yourself like you're your own best friend. Now, how often do we do that? Probably not that much. Mindfulness. So, turning in toward the feeling instead of avoiding what's going on, right? So, really feeling that guilt if we are guilty, right? Sitting with it, not being fearful of it. And then a common humanity, really truly knowing that you're connected to others, that others are experiencing this as well, that you're not alone. And those three pieces, it's kind of like a trifecta, right That's what yeah. how you cultivate compassion that you're kind to yourself, you're mindful of your feelings and you know you're not alone in your experience.
0: So how does this all relate to anger in particular? because you know right away we talk, we talked all throughout the series if you're feeling anger, immediately you feel like you're doing something wrong
1: right. So how does it relate to anger? I think we have compassion for our own humanity. We begin to see that there's actually nothing wrong with anger. And we often talk, talk we often talk about seeing anger as a character, as this part of ourselves that's not all of ourselves. And if we could personify it into a character, we could have compassion for that character. I see you're trying to protect me, right? Why do we get angry when something important to us Particularly, our values are threatened, then we get angry, right? So, that angry character is like, hey, wake up. I'm protecting you. So, once we really personify one of our emotions, it's easy to say, okay, hey, anger, I see you. I see you're triggering me to wake up. I see you're trying to protect me because I value my time my voice. I value people respecting me. I want that. And if I feel disrespected, you're waking up. And so one of the things that we can do is actively personify our anger and think about what is anger trying to do right now? What is anger trying to say right now? What's the message anger is sending? And we can only listen to that message if we have compassion for that feeling. If we don't have compassion and we're like you're the worst feeling ever. Get out of here. I don't want you. I don't li- I don't want to listen to you. I wish you didn't exist. Then we're suppressing it. And mm. what happens when we suppress our anger?
0: Well, it it turns into it turns into other things. You're carrying that around with you. So there's a big ball of of anger inside and then it it comes with you into every experience that you have it's sitting in there and that's what i think so many people you know i used to do a show years ago live show and it was we had um you know we had people from entertainment and comedians and actors and they come on and they talk about an, an issue they had a mental health issue and then they would act it out in front of a in front of an audience they were guided by a therapist who was on stage and I realized that because people were expressing themselves and feeling it in the audience, that people weren't tired. They were, what they were tired about is that they had a lot of emotions that they had held in. And that's what drains people. Not that you're tired, but that you're carrying emotions that you haven't released. And that's it's like all this energy in you wants to come out, and, you, and you're holding on to it because you think it's bad, and then you think you're bad.
1: It's so, like when you don't go yeah. to the mailbox for a really long time and it's overstuffed and you open it and you're trying to pull everything out and it's a big mess in there. That is exactly what happens when we turn away from our feelings. A lot of times people will say to me, you know, what is anxiety? What, you know, like, how do you define it? And I just say, it's unprocessed worry. You worried about something, whether it be past, future, present, whatever, and you ignored it and it turned into
0: anxiety. And the key, uh, a key, one of the keys, is just what we're talking about today: self-compassion. Just noting and saying, "I'm doing the best I can. I'm okay. I'm enough," and we'll go on. And you can say that a million times. You can say it to anything. You can say, but if you can't, if you can say it to yourself, it's going to change the way that you relate to other people.
1: And that's going to change the way, as you said, that you relate to other people, that you relate to your kids, that they relate to other people. It'll have a tremendous ripple effect. So, on that note and ripple effects, I think it might be time to call it a wrap. What do you think,
0: Ed? I think so. I think this has been a great adventure, and you can listen to you can listen to Dear Anxiety and the another podcast that we did a series. And there's more to come. And, um, you know, this, this is really interesting. Talking about, you know, just, just realizing that anger doesn't make you a bad person, that everyone feels it, has it. It's the way that we relate to it. It's the choices that we make that really are uh, change your life. And this is the way, the way that you relate to these things will change positively the way that you relate to other people and the ease with which you live because it's very draining to fight with feelings take it from somebody who you know i've been in an octagon for many many years uh of with emotion and i i have uh and 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 it ties you up it really ties you up it doesn't have to be that way and if it does then you have a little compassion and you spray the compassion spray <laughs> and you go on um but this has been, but this is going to be
1: making some sprays apparently. And I have spray.
0: Yes. I've sprays, (laughs) coloring books and, uh, aromatherapy. I have, uh, it's a, it's a factory in my, in my head and I will be processing all these things, but I will do it with compassion. That's right.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. So you can catch all of the past episodes at gozen.com. Um, we, and also, you know, we have anger, resources, anger transformation tools for kids and for grownups at GoZen.com forward slash anger. So if you want to take a deeper dive into some of those tools, we welcome you.
0: Yes, you're welcome. And uh, and, and and every day, any minute that comes up, you can remember that um, a hand on heart or something that you, you can actually physically do Put your hand on your on top of your own hand. Whatever it is, whatever mantra you need, I'm okay. I'm enough. I'm giving a little compassion to myself right now, and I'll give it to someone else later, too.
1: Thank you guys yeah. so much for all of the beautiful messages and the feedback that you've given us. Um, we just really, truly appreciate you, and we want you to appreciate you.
0: Uh, this is great. Okay. Well, we'll be back with, with more another time. But thanks for listening. Um, I'm Ed Krasnick,
1: and I'm Rini Jane.
0: And you've been listening to the Dear Anger podcast. And uh, take care. Have a great uh, Have a great rest of your day. Whatever you're doing, little compassion goes a long way.
1: Thanks, guys.